The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to the podcast, The Makers of Minnesota. We are on episode 105, which is pretty exciting. And I love podcasting with artists. We have an artist today. We have Dan Madsen. He is the sole proprietor of Dusty's Signs. Mm -hmm. And Dan, I found you literally on the side of a beer keg or grain holder over Mm -hmm. uh, at Tattersall Distilling. Yep. Yeah, uh, you were all painted up, and Dan asked you, "Was like, hey, do you know this guy?" I was like, "No." Because yeah, he's a great sign painter, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool to talk to you." Yeah. So, how long have you been in the sign painting business? Um, and is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That that's what I do. Um, is primarily just sign painting. You know, paint and a brush. I don't do any vinyl stickers. Right. Any, any electrical signs, just paint and a brush. And is it, uh, can you paint on anything? Pretty much, pretty much. Paint's very versatile. You can do textured surfaces, flat surfaces, you know, you, know, you name it. Windows, it's it's super versatile. So How long have you been it doing fun. it? Um, My business since about 2010, but I've been, you know, painting letters and and just drawing letters since, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, being exposed to it from a very early age uh, because of my grandfather, who was a calligrapher. Oh, and sure. And so that's kind of what got me interested in, in letters and lettering. And as I grew up, it just got a little more professional, I guess. And is it really based and centered in the letters themselves? Like, is that, like, are you look interested in fonts and just literally the letters, like you're not out there painting pigs and other right, things. Right, right. I will paint murals and, you know, other people's designs, but, you know, I get the biggest enjoyment out of letters and logos and designs and, you know, that that custom side of it. So how, tell me about your first project that you did that you got paid for. Boy, there was a lot of free faking projects before <laughs> I got paid for it. I wouldn't tell people that, but I would go into a business and pretty much just say, hey, I want to paint you a sign and I'll do it for free just because of, you know, I, I, I just needed exposure. So I did a lot of bad signs out there for free, but, you know, they, they might were, have been better than what they would have gotten. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's a learning process. Um, after high school, I got a job working at a sign shop where we did all kinds of signs, you know, sure. big electrical signs, stickers. And I turned into like the, the painter who sprayed everything with a spray gun. And my boss let me use the sign shop. And we're talking about Sign Minds. It's a sign shop still around in Northeast. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so he let me use the shop as a studio space after hours. So it's just a lot of practicing in the studio, a lot of painting bad signs for people, you know, like on my weekends. Yeah. And uh, boy, I couldn't even tell you what my first paying job was. But 
You Someone, don't remember? I do not know. That is a true artist. <laughs> I mean, I can remember the first radio commercial I sold. Really? I can remember the first ad I sold. Really? Absolutely. Well, I will say that my boss at the time knew that I was really into sign painting. And so every once in a while, he'll, he'd sell a sign and be like, you should get a hand painted. And then he'd kind of pass the job over to me. Sure. So I remember doing a, you know, a few signs through the sign company that I worked for. But yep. this was way before me being Dusty Signs. So what at what point do you decide, like, okay, I'm working for this sign guy. He sounds like he was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. supportive, but, like, yeah. you need to go out on your own. Well, it was a s- gradual transition. So, like, I started to get jobs on the side, and, and, and my, you know, boss at the time, Ben, he was, like, a really great mentor to me. Yeah. He would break it down how to price things and, and kind of just, he really showed me the business side of, you know, sign painting. Just, uh, and, and so like, yeah, I, uh, how do you price a sign? Do you price it like by the square foot? Pretty much how a carpenter would price. Um, you know, like I, I have an hourly rate and I basically estimate how much time is going to go into a sign, uh, and then add up the materials. And then I give the, the client, you know, a solid number. I don't necessarily add it up hour by hour. Yeah. I basically estimate it and give them a solid price. And sometimes I, do a little bit better. Sometimes I, you know, put a little more time in and, and that's just kind of how it works. I was you know? just going to ask, you must have a time where you've underestimated oh, I always, and you just I lose do. money. <laughs> you always do. You always think you can get, there's so many variables that you can't control, whether it's the weather or maybe just, uh, you know, timing with when you can get in the building and set up and yeah. take down. And there's just so many variables that that are, that are out there. Is there a sign that you did that you just love that you just like, if you were going to tell people, this is my work right here. Yeah. My, I think at the moment, one of my favorite pieces that I've done is, uh, is the newest spy house in St. Paul spy uh-huh. house coffee shop. In Highland uh, Park. On yeah. Snowing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's one of my favorites because he, you know, I, I had painted um, some signs for his other locations but with this new one, he was just open to ideas. And I basically got to like get as creative as I wanted and pitched him this idea. And he just had total trust in, in my, uh, you know, crazy, you know, scheme. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know of any other signs that are, that are similar, you know, in the state of Minnesota or even that I've really seen in this country. It was, I kind of like based it off of like a very traditional, like, uh, British storefront, you know, sure. from, you know, 1800s or something like yeah. that um and but like with a new uh, with a new twist to it yep. um but yeah so he he uh let me go with that and and i'm really happy with how that one turned out it's like reverse glass gilded with 23 karat gold leaf and then back painted with you know paints and so there's it's just there's a lot of well, once the light wait. i've been yeah. there a million times and i don't yeah. know that i've noticed it so i'm gonna go drive over there right after yeah, yeah. we're done today yeah go when the when it. the light hits it it really like just it it dances around and really catches your eye is your business weather dependent because are most of these signs outside yeah yeah primarily um <clears throat> you know you can't really paint in the when it's raining yep um in the winter you can't paint with latex anymore um you can paint with oil-based paints, um, which I still do. The The paint thickens. It turns into like yogurt. So you just add a little more thinner and you can keep going. The The paint companies technically say don't do that. But, you know, painters have been doing that for 
hundreds and hundreds of years. Just yeah, like Van Gogh. That's why he cut off his ear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you yeah. have to wear like respirators? And do you worry about all that? Yeah. So if I'm in the studio, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a, uh, a ventilation fan in yep. my window that's always, uh, you know, cycling air. Yes, I should wear a respirator, but I don't as much as I should. I, when I'm outside, I I don't. You know, the yeah. fresh air kind of takes care of it. Um, and yeah, with with uh, water based latex paint, you're you're good to go. It, it's it's not too. Hard. You could drink the stuff and you'd be fine, pretty much, <laughs> compared to the oil. Yeah. Um. Just totally strange question. Yeah. Do you have like painting clothes and non-painting clothes or does to. everything just become paint clothes? It slowly becomes paint clothes. Like you can see, you know, I guess no one out there can see, but you can kind of see. Yeah. There's little spots here and there here, but they're, these are some of my fresher, you know, clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you like, how does the word get spread about you? Oh man, I wish I knew. <laughs> But I think primarily, like, I think Instagram does a, a big part of it. What's your Instagram handle? It's at Dusty Signs. Okay. Um, How, who would have thought, like, let's just go back to, you know, 2010 when you mm-hmm, started. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought that your primary marketing vehicle would be something called Instagram? I know. I know. It's wild. People just send you, like, direct messages and like, hey, dude. Well, I think that's the initial place where people maybe see me uh-huh. and then they'll follow up with an email. And a lot of times it'll be like, hey, I, I've followed you on Instagram for quite some time and I'm, you know, going into this business or, I, I you know, I'm, I need a sign for, you know, my the place I work or, you know, whatever. Yep. And uh, it usually spreads spreads that way. But, you know, back when I was first starting, uh, my buddy is a videographer and we were both kind of starting out with our, uh-huh. with our, you know, dreams, I guess. Yep. And so he did a little video, threw it on Vimeo and it kind of just spread and he could see, you know, where people were viewing it and it was just spreading and getting on blogs here and blogs there and type typography blogs, you know, and it kind of just took over. And that was a really big initial, like, cool. uh, um, Who was your friend that did the video? We'll uh, Hunter that. Hunter Johnson. Yeah, he, I believe he's got a a website, and it's Hunter Newcomb Johnson. Okay, and he's a video guy. Yeah, yeah, he's still in Minneapolis, and he does really great work. Okay, that's yeah, really yeah. cool too. Um, yeah. Is it super competitive? Like I've interviewed Chank on the show. I've mm-hmm. interviewed um, Adam Turman, who's mm-hmm. doing more mm-hmm. murals, but yeah. It's, I mean, yes and no, like it's such a niche that like, there's not a lot of us and we kind of, we all seem to find our own little pockets of, of people and styles that like, you know, like people will come to me for a specific style. Mm -hmm. I, I think at least than you know, some of the other guys. And so, you know, yes, yes, it is kind of competitive because it's not a huge market, but you, you find, uh, you find your clientele based on like the style you you gravitate towards. What and do I you think, do least. you travel? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I love working and traveling. Um, for for a while, I I had a gig with uh, Shinola, painting all their stores whenever they popped yep. up, when, whenever they had a new store pop up, and I kind of rode that train as long as it would last. And uh, I had a blast traveling and working. It, it just threw another element of like. A little bit, a little bit more pressure, but also just like really um, sharpening your craft and like making sure, like, yeah. okay, I'm I'm flying to this place, and I have this many days to do it. Like, I 
I have to make yep. the timeline. Uh, it's so. funny you mentioned them. A friend of mine um, that actually originally got me started in being interested in entrepreneurs when mm-hmm. I started a business and she'd started a business yeah. has become the vice president of manufacturing over there. Really? Yeah. Cool. And uh, Detroit just talk about such a great steward of that community yeah. and just Detroit is so cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if you spent any time there specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally. I loved it there. Yeah. One of, one of the most beautiful cities I think I've been to. I mean, even given the fact of, you know, it not thriving yeah. as, it, as it used to, you know, that it was it's a bombed so out beautiful. shell for years, yeah. years and it's starting to really come around. Totally. And yeah. It's really got a cool maker scene. A lot of potential. Yeah. It's a growing. lot of music and yeah. yeah, very, very cool spot. Totally. Um, how do you like get better? Do you read books? Do you go to art museums? Like, what do you see that inspires you to work on your craft? Honestly, you know, all of the above. Uh, you know, I love going to museums. Uh, that's not necessarily where I get, um, I don't, you know, like for, for sign painting or lettering, that's not necessarily the place mm-hmm. to, to get lettering inspiration, but just like trying to stay creative in general and keeping like the creative side of my brain moving. Um, I'm always, I, you know, I paint for fun in my studio, you know, on the side. I, I go to the library and check yeah. out like old books and advertisements. And I'm always just, I'm always just collecting cool designs from, you know, you name it. Like whether it's like a clip out of a newspaper. How do you organize all that stuff? Like do oh, you have Evernote or a clipboard or? I take a lot. So like, you know, a lot of the old books in the library, you can't check out. Sure. If do you go to James J. Hill? Uh, I don't now. I I oh, normally go to um, the downtown one because they yeah. have a really good. Uh, well, they have a Minneapolis, like uh, old Minneapolis part of the library, yeah. but also in the stacks, they have a lot of great um, inspiration in there of old stuff. But I take a lot of photographs, and then I you know just archive photographs of of designs. And Do you whatnot. have a system? No, <laughs> I should be more organized with that, but I'm not. I pretty much just have folders of like. Whether it's like, um, stri- you know, strictly sign painting inspiration, yep. or maybe just like cut out, you know, of of, of a newspaper inspiration, kind of like that. But uh, yeah, just always just uh, getting inspiration from pretty much the past. You know, like you yeah. can't be it. The, like sign painting is timeless. You know, the designs are timeless. They're just as good as they were when they first designed them as they are today. Like. That's, I think, why people enjoy sign painting is because it, it's not super dated and, you know, it, it's it's very relevant yeah. still. Are there, when you look around, I mean, there's just some iconic buildings around town yeah. that the signs are still there yep. and yep. faded. Yeah. But can you think of any that you just think are super cool? Oh, man. Well, you know, with the North Loop, like there's, you know, even though it's it's all posh and, you know, you know, yeah. you know fancy nowadays – you know, it used to be like the old warehouse district, yep. you know, and, and those those signs are just so industrial and uh, not romanticized. Like they just they were just like sign painters, just get up there and just do your thing. Just yep. slap this name on the side of the wall. And the sign painters just did their thing. Like there was no logos necessarily back then. They were just like slapping big, big letters on the side of brick walls. And I just love that aspect yeah. of sign painting. And so, like, anywhere in the North Loop, you can catch, like, I, I forget what it's what the building is, but there's a lot of layers of signs, you know, bleeding into each other, yep. you know, because they'd get painted over and then painted again, and then there'd be a new one, and 
And so, you know, you get that, that, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's basically years and years of science. Like a collage effect. Yeah. 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 Um, but man, Minneapolis is actually really great for, uh, old, old sign painting. I I love going over to, um, St. Paul and like, you know, the summit Hill area, checking out people's, uh, transom windows, like the, the addresses gilded in, uh, in their transom windows above their doors. Just the simplest things like that, that like most people might not notice, but someone at some point had to paint that letter or those numbers. Yeah. And like the, the, you know, I just get a big kick out of that. Well, and I just, as you're saying that, cause I live in that neighborhood. Yeah. And you know, when you see like the numbering on a Frank Lloyd Wright house, mm-hmm. you know, right away mm-hmm. that that's a Frank Lloyd Wright house mm-hmm. or a, someone trying to replicate a Frank Lloyd yeah. Wright house. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I hadn't really thought about home numbers and yeah. the style with which they lend themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, like tr- uh, Victorian style yeah. homes, like when they were first built, they're you know, it, it'd be pretty common that their address would be you know, gilded twenty three karat yeah. gold leaf, and the the numbers are all very ornate and matching to the style of the house and. That's cool. So it, those little details were even thought out. You know what I mean? And and a lot of like. I don't know. With that being said, a lot of old brick buildings, you know, the the architects and the designers, they would think about where signs would go. And, and in the brickwork on the tops of buildings or in the sides of buildings, they would be like, OK, this is where we're going to put the sign. And yeah. they would have slightly decorative brickwork kind of yeah. like around where the sign would be. And so like those those little things were thought out from the very beginning, you know. Yeah, and, those and details. Kind of interesting. Um, When you... This is going to be a weird question, so prepare. Mm-hmm. I would think that it would be hard. Like we all think we have X amount of value for our worth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like we know kind of what people in our industry make. Yeah. For artists and for you in particular, like you want enough money to be comfortable, mm-hmm. but like, how do you know when to like start charging more because you need a raise, mm-hmm. or that you just want to attract maybe a a clientele that's more serious about mm-hmm. the work. Mm-hmm. Like, is that weird and hard for you to decide? Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> it's hard to, it's hard to say, like, I think over the years, my, my rate has slowly gone up only in the, only because the way that I can justify it is because like, you know, I, maybe my skill has, has gotten, it's, it's refined. I've refined my skills a little yep. bit more. Or maybe like when I'm gilding in 23 karat gold leaf, that's like, you know, such a high level of sign. It, I I consider it as one of the higher highest levels of sign painting. Yep. Um, so you so, feel more comfortable. So, yeah. As I more. graduate into those levels of of sign painting, you know, I think it just it deserves a higher rate. You know what I mean? Is it hard to like? Okay, you're gonna. I'm gonna just use an example. You're going to Bob's uh, Auto Shop. Sure. And he wants a sign and you go and you get the give him the estimate. And mm-hmm. do people always try to negotiate with you? It seems like such an art form that yeah, it yeah. would feel like yeah. I'm devaluing your art in right. effect. It's very situational because like some people are not romanticizing that it's hand painted. Yep. Some people, they're just like, I want a sign and this is my budget and I don't want to go over that because I just don't have the money. Some people, they're like, oh, I want it hand painted because like I love, you know, hand painted letters and I want an artist to have yeah. their touch on my building. So there's two very different sides of why someone will 
get a and do you, you do know? both equally yeah even though you probably love the second customer just yeah. because you know i mean oftentimes i'll be working with like let's say a mom and pop shop yep. and like i know probably that they've they've gathered up all their spare money just to open up and so i'm like all right i'm gonna give these people a break and i'm gonna you know do what i can yeah. to make the make it financially feasible for them and then sometimes well i get a kick out of doing you know like if they give me more creative freedom sure i'm like okay well i can give them a break because they're kind of putting more trust in me to kind of like branch out my skill set and show that I can do more than just like the average. And then some marketing opportunity too, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a, it's an organic process. Do you paint um, for fun? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And not as much as I would like to. I was going to ask if that suffers. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I don't know. At the end of a long work day, the last thing I want to do is focus my eyes on some more painting, you know, like, um, in the wintertime, you know, sign painting slows down a bit because, you know, you can't paint outside sure. and uh, taxes and the new year and, you know, the Christmas, there's all these factors why, you know, um, my business slows down when it's cold. Um, and so I get to paint more in my studio when it's, when it's the wintertime. Do you ever do like a gallery show or have you ever had just a show? I have. Um, you know, when I was first starting, I actually wrote a grant um, and received a, a grant to like uh, buy sign painting materials, buy gold leaf and all these other um, tools. And a part of that grant was that I had to show, you know, what yeah. I was learning and practicing. So That's I had smart. an art show there. But right now I, I actually just got um, asked to be in an art show um, in LA, it's a alphabet art show where one sign painter will paint uh, a letter of the alphabet. And there's, I don't know, there, there's, there's sign painters, there's um, calligraphers, uh, graffiti writers, and cool. it, it's like a, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool uh, concept. So I think there's going to be like a total of six alphabets. And so I'm doing the letter R for, for the sign painter. Uh, sign painting as uh so that would if there's six alphabets that's gonna bring in a lot of artists yeah is it like a show or is it something like an exhibition that people can go to yeah yeah it's it's at this gallery called known gallery in la and the show i believe is actually going to travel around that sounds amazing it's going to travel around like the united states first and then then i think it might be going overseas yeah that's cool so it's going to travel around a little bit and then another sign painter friend of mine in chicago um they are putting together an art show as well and so these two people in the same month were like hey you want to be an art show i was like sure yeah sounds fun, fun. let's do it okay totally random mm-hmm. i have a friend and I, you just i'm totally thinking about him because he's been doing He's an artist. He's a graphic designer, kind of by trade, and he designs record albums. Cool. Basically, he yeah, does yeah. record art. Kai Aaron's. He grew up here. Nice. And uh, he's always he's in Ventura, and he's got these pop ups that he's doing all the time. And now he's pop up screen printing, kind of right on site, and doing some yeah. cool things like that. Can you see this like sign painting and this letters like transferring into other mediums? Yeah, um, I you know I do know a lot of sign painters that are, you know, half designers, half sign painters. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I can totally see it. Um, I think the possibilities are really endless. I, I yeah. guess it's just kind of like what, what, what do you want to do? What do you, and... How do you want to spend your time? You know, where do you want to put your efforts? What do you worry about? Like when you lay in bed and like, oh, my business, 
Uh, I'm 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 always I'm never settled. Like I'm always want to grow, and I always like I'm always like reaching for this end goal of like, you know, I I want to I want to bring back the hand painted advertisements, and then and you know they do it in L.A., they do it in New York. It's not really here in um in the Midwest or Minneapolis, and and but like, it could be totally totally. There's a few ver- you know uh, uh, hurdles that I have to figure out and yeah. jump over, but. I'm always kind of striving towards that end goal and whatnot. So. I think uh, I just I do some work with First Avenue, and yeah. I always when I drive by that building, it's just like so branded, so yeah. marketed, yep. and yep. a <clears throat> clockwork advertising agency too in Northeast mm-hmm. yeah. has just this wholly painted building, yeah. and I I just can see that as being yeah. something cool that could come back, and totally. I hope you're on the forefront of that. Yeah. Um, what what kind of like keeps me going? Well, it's not the reason why I'm doing it, but my great grandfather was a sign painter yep. and I didn't know this until after I was working at Sign Mines in Northeast. Really? And so the, this big discovery, I was just like, whoa, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And it really lit, you know, a fire into my butt. And and I've just kind of been I've, I've always thought it'd be like so he worked for the largest outdoor advertising company at his time. And. And I was just like, you know, throughout the years, I'm like, I've I've always just wanted to do something similar. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I just love painting big. I love painting outside on ladders, hanging, hang, you know, high in the air. Like, yeah. Just all of the above. Just like that's why I love doing what I'm doing is because at the end of the day, I just like painting. And, you know, I've always liked climbing you know, buildings and, you know, you look pretty wiry. Like you could <laughs> climb a wall pretty easily. Do you practice? Practice like, you, climbing? Yeah. Like, do you go to like vertical endeavors I, and are you literally I a climber? I actually do. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the, the bouldering gym in Northeast, yep. I, I've been climbing there and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I, it's cool to think about the idea of, um, like you creating a business, mm-hmm. not just, and not that you don't have a business cause of course you do, yeah. but that you like maybe have an ad agency in, in effect that specializes in sure. hand lettered work right. and brands. Right. And then, you know, could you train other sign painters beneath yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I never really, when I was starting, I never was like, Oh, I, I want to be, I want to own my own business. Yeah. I want to be a sole proprietor. Or I want to do this. I never thought about it like that. It just kind of turned into it. But, you know, you, I actually just recently um, started hiring on one of my first helpers. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it would be really awesome to be able to grow um, the business into, ha- you know, trusting other workers below me yeah. to like be like, hey, go to this job. Here's the patterns. And then they take care of that or at least, you know, working on it together. Um, I... I think the the person or, you know, if someone wants to do it, they just – a lot of people don't want to put in the hard legwork before they get into it. Yep. You know what I mean? The hours of just painting letter after letter after letter and just practicing. They kind of want someone to, like, just kind of hand it to them. Yep. At least what I've gotten a sense of, you know, when people email about, like, hey, I, I've always wanted to learn sign painting. Um, and then they kind of just want the easy, the easy way, not the not yeah. the hard way. And And, I think, too, that's part of maybe what's the difference between, like, a craft person and, 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Someone that's just like, oh, I think this would be cool and I could make some money doing it. And- right. I hear a lot of people say like, oh, I can't, like, how do you, how do you do that? I'd, I'd get so bored or like, I don't know how you can do that. And, and I think it's like the difference of like wanting to, like getting lost in painting letters. Yeah. It's like therapy or like sure. therapeutic. You're an artist. That's the difference. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's, it's very enjoyable I can just get lost in painting letters. Like you just, you just, you know, you don't think about it. You just, you're just doing it, you know? Do you wake up in the middle of the night and like have something in your head and you quick jot it down or? Sometimes, but I primarily just sleep like a rock. I'm just like <laughs> out. I'm just, I just fall asleep when my head hits the pillow. Are you like getting up early, early in the morning so you can make advantage, take advantage of all the sunlight and? Yeah. Well, it's job by job basis. Like, a few about a month ago, I was working a job at Brits where they only allowed me to work from five thirty in the morning till ten thirty in the morning. Yep. So you know, job by job basis, I will. But some some days I'm working really late in the studio, and yep. and some days the the wall has to warm up because it's too cool. And so it's pretty situational which yeah. job I'm working on. So when I'm work waking up, I wish I woke up earlier, <laughs> to be honest, but. Well, I'll, I'll make myself do it when I need to. Sure. Um, what do you, like when you go out and you do fun stuff, like mm-hmm. what do you do for fun? What do you like to do for I, like, your uh, hobbies? I ride a lot of bike. I ride a lot of bikes. I race bikes. Uh, like bicycles, bicycles or motorcycles? Bicycles? I, yeah, bicycles. I ride motorcycles as well. Uh, basically, if I'm not painting signs, I'm doing something active. There's some know. really cool old lettering on motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband is rebuilds cool. BMWs and Ducatis cool. and all kinds yeah. of weird bikes. And yeah. we had one from the 1940s. It was a BMW, like two-seater police bike. Wow, cool. That had like a big fat seat. It was such yeah. a cool bike. And the lettering on that thing was that's just gorgeous. Cool. That's that's sweet. Like uh, I'd say five years ago, I, I, I flew to, uh, to Germany to just take photos of of old signs throughout Europe and I bought a motorcycle in Berlin and I just drove around Europe just going city to city and just documenting old uh, old sign painting that sounds really cool and I, I had old <laughs> old BMW it was it was cool he'd be so jealous I'll have to have him listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta listen to this dude I, I get along with a lot of old old guys because they really uh, appreciate you know cool old things yeah and I you know, sign painting, lettering, motorcycles, whatever. Yeah, it's all sort of craft uh, yeah. and the aesthetic, I guess. And yeah. maybe it's a lifestyle too. Yeah, yeah, probably. Of what you gravitate towards. But that doesn't extend really in like, I'm just looking at you, like does it extend in your clothes or no. your cars or? No, no. I, I you know, I... I accept the time period that I'm in now. I don't. I don't pretend I'm in like you know. The, You're not going to Jaime's haberdashery no. and <laughs> no. get a new suit. I, I appreciate that stuff, but I don't. I don't. You know. Yeah. Dress like that or anything. Um. Do you, from a business standpoint, like how do you? Do, are you good at like your finances and are you good at keeping oh, track of stuff? And it's, I, a, it's kind of. A lot to ask you, who clearly is an artist, to have both sides of your brain going at the same right, way. Right. Yeah. It's a constant learning process. And like, I'm just, you know, when I first started out, like I said, I never wanted to necessarily own my own business, yeah. but you slowly just figure it out. You know, you, you might, you know, 
take a hit here or there, but you learn from it. And, and every year, you know, you try to just get a little bit better at yep. the whole business side of it. You know, I'm always, I'm always trying to keep clients happy and, and, and respond to emails fast enough. But man, I'm, you know, being a one man show, if your hand's not being busy, if you're, your painting hand isn't isn't busy. You're not making money. Like you don't make money uh, typing emails. Yeah, you, know you don't I mean? make money sitting here either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, oh my gosh, it's prime time and it's nice out. Uh, maybe you need a virtual assistant, someone who can do all that, that sort nice. of legwork for you. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, I think people appreciate the personalized side of it, though. Yeah. You know, like really knowing that they're talking with the the owner. Yeah. You know, uh, being able to ask like. Uh, the genuine uh, questions or get, getting down to brass yep. tacks, you know, right away. Well, it's been really great to talk to you. Thanks Thank for coming you. in. Yeah. I, your Tattersall sign, is it done yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's done. Okay. Got that I done haven't been by days. since I saw you, so yeah. I need to go back there and yeah, check yeah. it out. And Spy House in Highland Park. Any other quick ones you want to point out? Bauhaus Brew Labs oh, painted sure. that guy. Uh, all, a few of the Spy Houses. Uh, yeah. I all mean, right. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely.